Blog Talk Radio. From the Cyber Station USA studios, it's Music Friday, the end of the week program of Fairness Radio, where you choose the bands we interview and we put them on the air for you to talk to. Just go to our website, musicfriday.nationbuilder.com and click on your choice and tell us who you want to hear on the show. The top vote getters every week wins a place talking with you and me on the air. Any kind of music is okay. Well, maybe not classical, but rock, hip-hop, country, pop, blues, jazz, world, they're all good. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm in Los Angeles. I'm broadcasting every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on the Cyber Station USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates. It's August 9th, 2013, and today we're going to be talking with two great musicians from King, Washington, fabulous indie band, and we're going to be talking with a breakout female singer-songwriter, Hannah Kim. You can be part of the show. You can call us, 347-215-7511. That's 347-215-7511. Or you can email us. You can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. That's music. Friday live at gmail.com. Well, before we get off into music, let me talk a little bit about solar power and my sponsor. In the year 2000, sounds like ancient history, doesn't it? <laughs> In the year 2000, I put solar electric panels on my roof, roof of my home. My solar system cut my electricity bill in half. Solar power, I found, is a huge win-win for homeowners. With SolarCity, you can go solar for zero down payment on approved credit. That's right. No upfront costs. Now, how does SolarCity do this? Well, they went out and they listened. People all over the country told told SolarCity that they wanted solar, but they couldn't afford the upfront cost. So SolarCity got rid of it. Solar City will come out and install the right solar system on your home for free, and you just pay the power costs just like you do from utility. You only pay for the power you use. But since you since solar is generating a lot of that power, maybe as much as half of that power, you pay for less of it. Solar City pays for the installation of the solar system. It pays for the insurance on it, and it pays to maintain it. All you do is enjoy the savings. Okay, so if you've been ready for solar, but solar hasn't been ready for you, it is now at Solar City, America's number one clean energy provider. How do you find out about it? Well, you call Tina. That's right, you call Tina. She's at Solar City. There really is a Tina. And tell her you heard about Solar Power on Fairness Radio, 909-618-6937. Uh, let me give you a minute to, to get a, a, pen, a pen and pencil out. That's 909-618-6937. And when you talk to Tina, you tell her you heard about it at Fairness Radio or Music Friday or that I sent you, and she will give you a $250 discount on your order. That's 909-618-6937, and that will take you to Solar City, where you can find out how to get solar on your home, your business, with no upfront cost on approved credit. Okay, we're going to take a break now. We have to take a break to welcome in our affiliates. And when we come back, Tyson Kelly and George Krikes of King, Washington. Go, don't go away. You're listening to Fairness Radio, the Friday program, Music Friday. And we will be right back. 
Cyberstation USA is the future of radio. Get your business into the online future at the world's largest internet radio station. From banner placement on our homepage to any of our broadcaster stages, commercials on our video player, audio spots on any of our shows, or at the beginning of any of our on-demand broadcasts. Cyberstation USA offers competitive rates with a worldwide reach, a fully integrated, one-stop shop social media broadcast platform. For more information, please contact our sales department at Cameo at CyberStationUSA.com. If you're into the paranormal, then you're into Don Ecker and Dark Matters. Something I have been immersed in for 20 years. Lunar research on items known as lunar transient phenomena. For over 400 years, world-class astronomers have been observing strange sights, lights, flashes, and other things on the moon. Provocative topics, listeners' calls, and interesting guests. My guest, Mr. Alan Sturm. On my website, I have a list of 100 or so lunar conspiracy theories. I had to kind of come to terms with one of them that I hadn't really thought about. It's the kind of show that might keep you up at night. Speculation is, at some time in our past, or perhaps even today, there is another presence on the And I'm not talking about indigenous lunar folks. I'm talking about a space base by somebody else on the far side. Dark Matters with Don Ecker, exclusively on... And that's exclusively on Cyberstation USA. And I am Patrick O'Heffernan, your host at Music Friday. And I want to welcome all of our radio listeners out there in Radio Land. Special shout out to our listeners in Tampa Bay. Hi there, everybody listening to us on 1490 WWPR in Tampa Bay, Bradenton, Florida. I bet you're seeing a lot of tourists this year. And also to our uh, listeners, our FM listeners in Oregon. And uh, that's on KSKQFM in Ashland. Oregon and Ashland, Oregon is also seeing a lot of vacation people this year, mostly coming up in California. They want to go to the best Shakespeare festival in the country, which is in Ashland, Oregon. Well, King Washington is a band that is making a name for itself through sheer talent, creativity, and just plain fun. Complex harmonies, intelligent and emotion-generating guitar chords, and lyrics that make you think, laugh, and suck you in all the way. This is a band on the move, and it's releasing its new album next month. And we are doubly lucky to have with us two of the trio, George Crikes and Tyson Kelly. Hi, guys. Hey, hey, hey. Tell you what, since there's two of you and and I make the third male voice, why don't we we separate you? George, why don't you say George? Hey there, I'm George. Okay, and Tyson? It's me. It's Tyson oh. Kelly. I, I sound a little different, not much different, but uh, if you can adjust your uh, molecules audibly, I think we can get through this. I think we can do that. All right. Well, George, why don't we start with you? Tell us about the new album. Uh, well, we're very excited about it. We recorded it out in uh, Milwaukee where we did the first album, um, but we had our buddy Alex Fender from the band Yoya come in and produce it, and he knocked it out of the park, i got to tell you. He did, and, and when is it going to be released? We're releasing it uh, to the public on the 27th, And uh, but if you come out, if you're here in L.A., we're playing the show August 24th at the Bootleg Theater to release it. We'll have advanced copies there for everyone, and uh, it's going to be a good night. It's going to be a very good night. That's for all of our Southern California listeners. That's the Bootleg Theater, August 24th, and you get to go to the release party. Well, why don't we just listen to a a little bit of it? Here we go. This is The Overload.
That's the Overload by King Washington. And, of course, we played a little bit more of that because we wanted to give you an opportunity to hear the chorus and also some of those great guitar riffs. Uh, Okay, who's being overloaded there? Is it you or society or the mixing board? Where did that come from? (laughs) I think the listener should be uh, the overloaded uh, person at the time, but I think we're all victims of the overload. George? I would have to agree, as as with the album, I would say. Yeah. Well, I think it's great the way the way you have managed to bring in those guitar riffs and your your harmony. Um, you guys have built a band on harmony, and that's not easy to do. And as far as I can tell, your audiences really love it, and I love it. So, how did you find each other, and how did you learn to harmonize like that? Gosh, uh, well, let's see. I started the band. This is Tyson here. Uh, I started the band out of high school, and you know, always just loved. Um, you know, great, great uh, harm, harmonizing bands from an early age. You know, all the all the '60s stuff was just you know full and chock full of great songwriting and harmonies. And uh, you know, big influences. You know, uh, Simon Garfunkel and the Beatles, and you know, Crosby, Stills and Nash. All those guys were just big influences. And uh, I instantly was drawn to to trying to get three part harmonies in, in in the songs. But I met George. Uh, through my brother who went to USC and we, um, you know, I asked him to join the group and he uh, obliged and uh, yeah, we've just been writing cool songs ever since and that was about six, seven years ago. So, uh, you know, yeah, I think um, we've come a long way though. Um, is Who leads or, or is there a lead in your harmony? Who leads in the singing? Uh, yeah, we both, we both sing leads uh, on different songs. Um, you know, George is singing lead in the intro to the overload and then, you know, the chorus happens and I guess I'm singing the melody, but you know, it's such a huge mm-hmm. mash of parts that there's not really a, a lead singer. I mean, there's so many, that's the, when we play live shows, we got to tell the sound guy, like, don't make anyone any louder, make us all the same level because we'll, you know, we're, we're constantly switching leads and this and that. So it's, we kind of, for the live show, we kind of just back off in the mic if we're not singing lead and, you know, mix ourselves live kind of that way. Well, it 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 works really well, and because I, I haven't heard you live, and I, I'm I'm going to try my best to hear hear you live on the the 24th. But it works oh, really well. Thanks. You guys have really pulled it off. But I want to listen to a slightly different sound now. Let's let's listen to a little sure. bit of you. Let it go. Oh, sure, great. Here we go. Okay. Big melody, love it. Uh, uh, but a, a kind of a different style. Uh, how did that one come about? Well, that was actually an old song that was supposed to be on the last record, The Gears, and it didn't quite make the cut, so we threw it on the next one. Um, how did that come about? I don't know. I think we were jamming that out in a garage, like 2008, 2009. Yeah, that was definitely a garage jam. That's a garage jam. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that's kind of a more unique one of our songs. That's like one of the few songs that only has like five chords in it or something. And it's just kind of bouncing off three chords in the beginning. And we usually get a little bit more uh, intricate with the chord progressions. But uh, 
Yeah, you know, I mean, that's... interestingly enough, it, it is the, it's the same progression as the title track off the first album, The Gears. Yeah, it's the same, same chord. Key. It's in the same key, same chord progression, everything. Uh, <laughs> you know, you guys, your guitar chops are outstanding, and, and uh, the way you slide them into the, the harmony, it's like you're putting brightly colored stripes inside of a waterfall. It, it's, it's really remarkable how you do that. Um, we've, got, we've got some email for you. Oh, um, we got an email. Yeah, we've got more than one email for you here. Uh, Danny Boy in Milwaukee says, yay, Milwaukee. How did they wind up recording in Milwaukee? What brought some L.A. boys out to our part of the world? Danny Boy, uh, well, uh, the the answer to that is uh, our idol and god, Joe Puerta, is, uh, has an amazing studio in Milwaukee called the Exchange Studio. And we, we uh, you know, he, he saw us live many years ago and, and invited us to go record out there and um, finally met our way out there and just met everybody that works in the studio and everybody was just awesome and we really got along and um, recorded our first album there twice and so we got really comfortable in that space and so we decided to go back to do our second album there and uh, we just really love it out there, Milwaukee all the way. Fast. Yay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well- well, we're going to go from Milwaukee to Los Angeles, and Cecily in Los Angeles wants to know, were there ever four of you? Uh, were there ever four of you? Yes, there still are, I guess, I, you mean like, because the, I guess, yes, there, there were always, there's always four, two guitars, bass player, and a drummer. Uh, right now, we've been playing with our buddy Lucas uh, as on the drums, he's playing with us live, and, um, you know, but sometimes... He's not available, so you know we'll play acoustic shows and such like that. But yeah, we've gone through a, a bunch of different drummers over the years, and it's the endless struggle to find the drummer that commits. You know what I'm saying, George? <laughs> oh, I I know the struggle. It is daily. But uh, yeah, Lucas, Lucas has been great. He played on the album with us. He's a killer drummer. He plays in another band called Races, and he plays with a bunch of people. He gets hired out all the time. He's he's killer. You you guys were out drummers, huh? I guess so. <laughs> well, my my producer uh, Lars Christensen is also a drummer, so he may pop in uh, and um, volunteer. I don't know. We'll see about that. Wow! Yeah. Uh, another email here from sixty six on sixty six, and he or she writes: Did any of you have voice lessons or sing in choir or chorus or something like that? Uh, uh, no, not me. I think George was. Didn't you? Weren't you in like choir? I did some, yeah. I did some choir in high school uh, just for one year, but it was it was very formative. I I got to do a lot of acapella stuff, barbershop quartet kind of things, and uh, really learned a, a lot about arranging vocals. And um, but I mean, Tyson has a knack for it naturally. And then when we both get, I went to music school also, uh, and when we put our brains together, we can really uh, come up with some cool stuff. Yeah. Well, you certainly you certainly have, and and you know you said when you put your brains together, um, this to me is intelligent rock and roll, and I don't know if you think yeah. of it that way or you set out to do that, but um, I this is very sophisticated music that has really wide appeal and is really accessible. That's a cute and it's a neat trick to pull off. Yeah, um, I don't know. I guess it's just. I think a big part of uh, some of these songs are very much classically influenced as well. I don't know. I, I got really obsessed personally um, with classical piano when I was like 14, and I just started learning all these. I, I didn't listen to anything but like classical piano, like you know, Romantic era Chopin and Liszt. I think that had a big influence on just kind of you know developing someone over the more intricate part of chord progressions that maybe some of these songs, you know, because many years later, you know, when I was 16, 17, 18, started getting more into writing and um, instead of just learning classical pieces. And I think that has maybe a big influence on maybe the more intricate parts of the songs. And also, you know, just listening to the greats, the great songwriters and, and taking it all in and, and just having a musical background. You know, my, my dad's a um, big songwriter and it's kind of genetically, right. I think, um, just, you know, it's inside of me somehow. And same with George, you know. Yeah. You're listening to Music Friday. We are talking with two-thirds of King Washington. We're talking uh, about their their upcoming album, The Overload. And you can be part of this. You can call in. You can uh, talk to them, too. 
347-215-7511. That's 347-215-7511. You can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. That's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And, of course, we are brought to you by Solar City. Solar City is the number one provider of solar energy in the country, and you can be part of the solar revolution Call Solar City. Call Tina at Solar City and tell her that we sent you, and you will receive a $250 discount on your first order. That's 909-618-6937. 909-618-6937. Well, we have lots of emails here uh, from people who want to know where they can see you. So, what's the tour like? I know you've got a, an album release party uh, set up in August 24th. Anything else on your schedule? We uh, yeah we got we got about four tours booked right now. Uh, no, that's a that joke. Um, so you each go we, on a separate one, right? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, right. Um, we're right now. Um, we're going to be doing an East Coast uh, sh- sort of a showcase, you know, um, situation. We're going to be playing the East Coast a lot. We we feel like we've been in L.A. for a long time and the West, and although we haven't really toured all around. Um, that's kind of a hard thing to just jump into because, you know, when nobody really knows you in other states and other cities, you can't really expect people to show up. So we're trying to get our name out there on the east side right now. So if you guys know anybody in the east, in uh, Manhattan or Brooklyn or, you know, Jersey, all that Boston? stuff. Boston. Yeah, we'll be hitting up Boston, I'm sure of it. Um, the next six months, just check in, you know, um, like us on Facebook and get notifications and you know, go to our website, kingwashingtonmusic.com, and just sign up on our email list, and we'll we'll keep you updated on all the future bookings and stuff like that. That's the best way to keep keep informed. Well, our syndicators uh, and our major studios are in Boston, and like I said, my producer is a drummer, and I'm sure he would be happy to carry your equipment. Uh, huh? <laughs> Were you to play in in Boston? Hear that, Lars? I'm I'm volunteering you. I'm I'm going to get you to take your phones off and go over to the microphone. Uh, right, okay. uh, I want to play um, uh, a slightly different uh, piece of music, a uh, slightly different song here. Uh, you're a cat. Oh, great! George's favorite. Okay, that is my favorite. I love it. Because in the middle of it, we got a call in. This is uh, uh, Chrissy. Are you there? Hello. Hello. Uh, how are you guys? So, Good. my question was for you know the King Washington boys. Um, so, how do you guys feel about you know gr- about your growing fan base? Because I'm a fan of you guys on Facebook, and you guys get fan art and stuff. Must be a pretty big thing, right? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm all about it. I, I I mean, you know, that's what we live for is the fans. Without you guys, honestly, it's it doesn't really it's not significant, you know, because uh, we do it for for you guys. So when we hear that you know you guys are into it, that means the world to us, you know, George. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's the the greatest feeling in the world to be loved. I must say. <laughs> that's that sounds like the name of the song. <laughs> or if it isn't, it's going to be soon. Um, Chrissy, how how did you find out about King Washington? Oh, I found out about King Washington because um, my friend Lauren uh, exposed me to him because she draws, you know, fan art and stuff of him, and she knew Tyson, and I listened to his stuff, and I'm like, 
Oh, my God, these guys are amazing. Why don't they play in Indiana? And so wh where in Indiana are you? A small backwoods town called Bloomfield. Well, Sadly. If, if, well, <laughs> well, maybe you should you should find out what kind of venues there are in your part of Indiana and, and uh, let them know. And who knows, maybe they will. And I'm not going to promise anything because they're here and they can do their own promising. But uh, let them yeah. know. <laughs> well, I already met one of them while I was in New York this summer. <laughs> there you oh. go. I remember the day. Yeah, I gave uh, you a heart attack. <laughs> uh, uh, that well, sounds like a story that I'm not sure we could tell on the radio. <laughs> oh, nonsense. Uh, no, it's okay. No, it's good. I waited. I was at um, Let It Be, and I was, and I knew he was one of the guys that was being cycled in the show. And I was waiting outside for about a half hour, and they closed the doors of all the cast members leaving. I was like, Well, I better guess I go. And then he comes out, and I yell, Tyson! And he jumps, and I, I swear, he jumped back, and I felt like I gave the poor boy a heart attack. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> well, obviously, you, obviously you didn't because he's still here. Well, thank you for I'm calling. still we, alive. We, we <laughs> love to hear from fans. We're gonna, we're, we've are gonna we got one more piece of music I, I want to play, and that is uh, Don't Expect My Love. Ah, the single. <laughs> That's much more heavy rock and, and, and percussion. Yeah, all the way. And and it sounds like it was a, a it was a lot of fun to do too. Yeah, that song, you know, is definitely I mean we we were definitely planning on that being the single. It's just, you know, that chorus is real catchy and uh gets in your head and you know, originally it was it was kind of a joke, uh kind of brought the song in and played it for everybody and I was like yeah I don't know I mean, this just sounds like a BG song on on you know cocaine or something I don't know it's just weird and, <laughs> and you know but it ended up being like you know everybody was like shit man I need that song in my life so we, we made it the single and it was released a month ago and you know we're just kind of waiting for you know hopefully something to happen but uh yeah this this album as a whole I think is a much more uh significant piece of uh representation of the music wouldn't you agree George and, and when George agrees, he's going, to, he's going to remember that we're on terrestrial radio stations and there are seven words that you can't say, one of which just slipped out. So, George, go ahead. Uh, oh, 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 uh, I think Tyson slipped that one out. But, uh, yes, I definitely agree. So, uh, <laughs> uh, we're happy about this one. This, well, would you, you, you think about this song being a different – oh, yes. Go, go ahead. Well, yeah, this song's sounding different. When we play live with the electric, man, we, we rock out pretty hard. But when we do it with the trio, we've just played an acoustic show, and we do the totally opposite sound, where it's just the harmonies and the music and the songs. and So we do have that kind of dichotomy, uh, you know, pretty apparent. Well, I, I was going to ask you about that. When you play live, first of all, are there people dancing? Yeah, you know, you get people bobbling their heads, and they're, they're kind of dancing. But, no, I mean, you know, I don't think that's, um, I mean, they can dance. It, it, there, there are some that dance, and there's some that yeah. that bob the heads, you know. But, okay. right. yeah. Well, 
when you play live, like you said, it, it's much more percussive. It's much more uh, rocking out. You're playing with the electric. And yet recording, you're much more harmonious and melodious. Uh, do Does that mean you have two fan bases or you have one fan base that just loves everything? George? Yeah, I think definitely everyone likes likes both sides. Uh, I think people really enjoy coming here and us rock out and hearing the the loud, crazy stuff. And the same people really enjoy the songs when we strip them down and they hear the same thing, but it's total. It sounds totally different. It's really, you know, it's like when you see when you go see the Eagles acoustic. It's like, oh, it's the same songs, but oh, I love it, you know. Okay. Um, we got an email here from Fallacy in New York City, and Fallacy wants to know what you what do you call yourselves? Are you rock, indie, whatever? And then he's got a note that says Joe's Cafe, which may be a suggestion of a place to play in New York. Oh, great! So what do you what do you call yourself? Uh, the style of music, I don't know, rock and roll, um, folk, uh, I don't know, uh, George? Yeah, it it just varies. I mean, we're, I guess we're an indie rock band, but, uh, you know, we definitely have intense three-part harmonies and, and kind of crazier stuff than, than normal. So it's, well, it's hard to... Along those lines, I wanted to ask you, I know you spent a residency at the Wits End, and for our non-Los Angeles, uh, Southern California listeners, the Wits End is a, uh, a sort of a creative center for music and video in Venice, uh, which which puts takes bands and, and gives them a, um, a, a set of dates which they can play every week. And, and also, it's got a listening room in it, which is designed to sound really, really well. And people go there who really, really like music. But it's it's a place where bands can go and develop themselves. So, when you were at, at Wits End, what what were you working on? What did that help you with? Uh, what were we working on? Um, I think we were just playing the show to get a bigger, I don't know, to get a better following. You know, I mean, we're really not. Nobody really knows about us besides our small group of fans. So, um, I don't know, we had released the record three months prior. Our first debut album, the, the Gears, was just released in June, and it was only September. So we were just trying to get the word out, and I think that was really the first um, series of shows where people actually started packing the house, and they were going nuts, and kind of, like, started showing us that, wow, maybe we have a chance in this city, you know, because up until I think that residency was kind of, you know, we weren't packing the place, but we were we were bringing people, but I think that was kind of like, oh, wow, this is the result of releasing our first album, and people are starting to get familiar with the music, and so our goal at that point was just to spread the word, and that's still our goal, and it's still very hard, you know, because uh, we're not, you know, under a label or anything, we don't have any, anyone backing us, you know, it's just all independent, so... You know, we're looking looking to change that soon. Well, that's what we're trying to do here, and I'm sure we go. have, based on the the emails and the, the phone yeah. calls and stuff, I think we are. And, and fortunately, we're out of time. Um, All so right. I want to thank you guys for being with us. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for having us. Tyson Kelly and George Crikes, two thirds of King Washington. Their new album, Overload, will be out next month. Right now, check them out at kingwashingtonmusic.com. We have to take a break now. When we return, a breakout singer with a breakthrough album, Hannah Kim, is going to join us. Don't go away. You're listening to Music Friday. CyberStation USA is the future of radio. Get your business into the online future at the world's largest internet radio station. From banner placement on our homepage to any of our broadcaster stations, commercials on our video player, audio spots on any of our shows, or at the beginning of any of our on-demand broadcasts. CyberStation USA offers competitive rates with a worldwide reach, a fully integrated, one-stop shop social media broadcast platform. For more information, please contact our sales department at Cameo at CyberStationUSA.com. You're into the paranormal. Then you're into Don Ecker and Dark Matters. Something I have been immersed in for 20 years. Lunar research on items known as lunar transient phenomena. For over 400 years, world-class astronomers have been observing strange sights, lights, flashes, and other things on the moon. Provocative topics, listeners' calls, and interesting guests. My guest, Mr. Alan Sturm. <laughs> 
my website, I have a list of 100 or so lunar conspiracy theories. I had to kind of come to terms with one of them that I hadn't really thought about. It's the kind of show that might keep you up at night. Speculation is, at some time in our past, or perhaps even today, there is another presence on the And I'm not talking about indigenous lunar folks. I'm talking about a space base by somebody else on the far side. Dark Matters with Don Ecker, exclusively on CyberStationUSA.com. My favorite thing about the radio show is that it's... And you're listening to Music Friday on CyberStation.com, CyberStationUSA.com, Blog Talk Radio, and our radio affiliates. This is uh, Music Friday brought to you by Solar City. Solar City is the number one source for solar energy for your home or your business uh, anywhere in the country. Solar City will come out and install solar panels and a whole solar system for you at no upfront cost on approved credit. So that's Solar City. And you can how do you find out about Solar City? Well you call 909-618-6937. That will bring you right to Tina. And you tell Tina that Fairness Radio, Music Friday, or Patrick O'Heffernan sent you, and she will give you a $250 deduction on your order. That's 909-618-6937. And while you're making phone calls, you can be part of this program. You can call 347-215-7511. That's 347-215-7511. You can also email us. A lot of you have been emailing today. I guess you're at work and you've got your earphones on. You don't want your boss to know what you're doing, so uh, you're emailing instead of calling. You can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Well, Hannah Kim is one of those rare and wonderful talents whose music demands that you stop whatever it is you're doing, put on a really good set of earphones, and luxuriate in her music. She's got a voice that's clear and perfect, but it's different. And she writes songs that touch you inside and out and a range that keeps you coming back for more. She has broken through the noise of indie music and out of the crowd with her soon-to-be-released album, Exodo. And Music Friday has the good fortune of welcoming her to our air today. Hannah, welcome. We're so pleased you could join us. I'm so happy to be a part of your show. Hannah, you have a fascinating story of personal and musical development to tell, and we'll get to it in a little while. But first, tell us about the title of the album. What does it mean? Where did it come from? And what does it tell us about you and your music? Well, Exodus is very simple. It's just the Spanish word for Exodus, um, which means departure and to you know leave behind. And um, I think it just, you know summarizes my journey as an artist thus far it's really you know when you start you go into this hype of you know really making it um and as you know ambiguous as that term is um but i think for me it was kind of letting go of those comforts and just you know we live in a very rich country um and we have a lot and throughout my music making journey i um, was so blessed to be able to travel to a lot of different places, and Paraguay was one of them. And I stayed there for six months, just you know, doing some mission work and also um, teaching, you know, music to to the kids um, near, you know, this the, the place I stayed at. And um, you know, as I was doing that, I was writing a lot, and um, it was just a good time to kind of get away from the noise of of life and. Um, just write very just simple songs about people you love and the places you love. And so Exodus is um, just, you know, the title of that, of just really leaving behind um, things we don't really need. And um, and I thought it was appropriate to make it in Spanish because I spent a good majority of uh, my songwriting time in Paraguay, so... Well, I want to play some samples from um, Exodus, but um, it's kind of hard to know where to start because you've got such a brilliant range of different compositions. So I think I'm going to start with with the uh, the song that seems to be creating the most buzz, Mexico. Okay. I want to go back home 
That is so much fun. <laughs> that is such a great song. And, and I, I, I know it started as a ballad. So how, how did it go south of the border as a ballad and then come back as a moving, grooving road tune? Well, I mean, when I began as an artist, I, I started playing a lot with just, you know, my piano and my guitar and just very acoustic, raw, slow songs. And um, after I came back from Paraguay, I started playing a lot with a band. And as I was writing the song, you know, I was just kind of in my comfort zone of just writing with the piano, a nice ballad. And when I finished the song, it just didn't feel right because the whole message is, it's like a very, it's supposed to be fun and it's supposed to be adventurous and spontaneous and it just didn't do that. So I decided to just take a loop, you know, and a and a beat and just, you know, kind of, I looped that hook, the dun, da dun, da da and then kind of started building on top of that and it just became this, you know, fun song, which I love seeing now. And it, uh, it, it, it... It seems, in, because I've, I've been researching you uh, on, on the Internet, listening to a lot of your music and seeing what other people have to say about you, and that's the song that comes up the most. It's, a, it's almost a, a defining song for you. And, and you're, yeah, yeah would you, did you expect that? No. Um, I mean, in the beginning, like I said, I, I kind of didn't know what I was doing and just just writing, you know, slower songs, and uh, which – almost didn't fit because I do have like a thicker voice and um, I wanted something a little more soulful and something where I can just really sing out and songs I was writing before wasn't doing that. And um, I first released this song um, at the Viper Room at one of my shows. and The I just Viper Room so for much- our, our, our uh, listeners who are not in Southern California, the Viper Room is a club in Hollywood. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes. Oh, no problem. Yeah, so I played it there with my band, and um, I just got so much good feedback. And um, it was it was weird because I didn't have that many people after a show come up and say, I really like that song. And um, that show, actually, my brother came, and my brother, he's a tough critic. So he loved it, and when I heard that, I was just like, okay, this has, there has to be something in this song. And so I started singing a lot more, trying different arrangements, and I released a live EP version before I did this um, this full record. It was just, you know, my band and us in the studio just, you know, running through, like a live session. And people started downloading it, and, you know, and I think that's when people started to recognize what kind of what kind of music I had to offer as an artist and so that was definitely awesome. Well, you've got a lot of music to offer as an artist and I want to play <laughs> a, a a different song here and this is The Sun Sand Stands Still. Yeah. Do you see the light? Do you hear the cry of soldiers ringing through the night? A mighty hand has come down Because that's soft and round and sensual, and Mexico, you've got a hint, a hint of twang in it. So, how, how are you putting? Are you putting together a, a, a sort of a quiver full of voices to use to, at different times, or is it evolving? Um, I mean, I think definitely it is evolving, but it just 
I really want to showcase a song versus my voice. And songs like Mexico, it's like in your face and um, it's loud. It's supposed to be loud and it's supposed to be fun. Versus San Siento, it's a very intimate, very um, honest song. Um, and there's a very special story behind it and a message. And so I want to be very careful in the delivery of it, um, you know, not just try to show off the vocals, but actually tell a story. Uh, what is, is there a story behind it? Yeah, the, well, the sun stands still. It's a story from the Bible, Joshua, where God stops the moon and the sun um, so that they can keep fighting on. And so I just it's one of my favorite stories, and I decided to put it, you know, myself in, in Joshua's shoes and then um, write a song about it. And so, and it's about life, you know, it's um, kind of bringing that into our modern day and just, it's also a story about, you know, my own walk as an artist and as a person just growing and um, when I have to, you know, face different trials. So it is a very personal song. So in the way I sing it, I wanted to have it not, be so loud and in your face but kind of build up and towards the end of that song actually I just have a lot of vocals that just layer on top of each other to to really have a big build up at the end so um, definitely the singing was a little bit different um, a little bit quieter and toned down than Mexico <laughs> obviously we're getting some emails yeah. here and let me remind everybody you're listening to Music Friday with Patrick O'Heffernan and we are talking to Hannah Kim about her upcoming album, which uh, will be released, I believe, on September 13. Isn't that correct? Yes. And and you're going to have a, an album release party. Is, am I right on that? Yeah, it's going to be at the Hotel Cafe in Los Angeles, and um, well, it's in Hollywood, and it's actually one of my favorite venues, so I'm so super excited to play. Okay, that's uh, um, the Hotel Cal- Hotel California. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> A different song. song, different group, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we got some email in here for you. Um, for everybody out there, uh, you can call us. Incidentally, if you want to be on the air and talk to Hana, you can call 347-215-7511, or you can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And uh, Betty in Austin writes, uh, from the photo on the website, you are an Asian American, correct? And with a question yes. mark after that. Um, has that been a help or a hindrance? Um, I mean, I get this question so much, um, being in the Asian American community. And um, it is like, it is an, a help in a way that I think when people look at me and my appearance and they just think, you know, I don't have a that big of a voice and um and and the music is a little bit more like songs like mexico very raw and in your face um and so i think it helps because it creates that shock value because people are like oh i didn't expect that which is good you know it grabs people's attention um definitely you know being an asian american it, it can get a little bit harder to kind of break out um but i think these days it's it's not as hard because we have so much social me- uh, social networking and, and tools for media that it's there's so many outlets where you can just showcase your music. And I think it's becoming, it's moving toward the direction where it is really about the music and your craft versus your appearance, you know? I, I think you're absolutely right on that. Um, and maybe it's because, you know, I've lived and worked in Asia or and live in Los Angeles, uh, which is the most diverse city in the world. That uh, The fact that you were Asian-American was about the fifth thing I noticed. Uh, the first thing I noticed was your singing, and the second thing was your song. So I think you're absolutely right on that. And um, uh, we've had actually a number of uh, Asian-American uh, singers on the show. Um, one a country western singer by the name of Betty Sue, who's uh, Korean American from Texas. Um, That's awesome. so I, right, who who uh, can truthfully say her father is a man named Sue. But uh, um, <laughs> Allison in San Francisco writes, um, "Is is that her on the guitar in Mexico? And does she play a lot of different instruments?" So in Mexico, I actually. 
didn't play that. Um, I am not good enough to play that solo. <laughs> but um, I play with my band. Um, I do play guitar, acoustic, mostly just rhythmic parts. And, um, you know, my guitarist, um, who I've been playing a lot with, Adam Zimmon, and also uh, Zachary Ross, they've been playing at my shows, and they do, you know, all the electric solos. Uh, my main instrument is piano. Um, but just because my songs have been becoming a little more fun and upbeat, I've been um, doing a lot of, like, the organ sounds or warlitzers. Um, so mainly just I stay on the keys once in a while. You know, for some standstill, I'll do um, the guitar, you know, the little hook, and try to bring, you know, once in a while, like, a little more fun instruments. Like, I do did the melodica over um, Mexico, the live track. So mm-hmm. trying to trying to you know, bring a little bit of, you know, this and that here and there. And, um, but I, I do try, I think as I've been playing with the band, I am trying to, um, kind of work more just on the singing because there's so much, um, that I want to, you know, tell in the song, like tell the story, uh, through my voice that I think I've slowly started to let go of the instruments a little bit. Well, just uh, in the live performances, I mean, <laughs> Well, the uh, well, the voice does a wonderful job, and and let's listen to a little bit more of your voice. We're going to listen to "Give It Up." It's kind of an earworm too. You managed to to pull off haunting and emotion, and also repetitive rhythm that you just kind of want to whistle to, or not whistle to, but but hum to yourself. That uh, how did that song come about? Um, that song I actually wrote last year. Um, it was one of the it's one of the newer songs, and um, this is actually the opposite of Mexico. Where I actually started it as a fast song, and then. <laughs> Yeah, I decided, oh, this is not right. It's not, you know, this, it's not what I'm trying to convey. And I was actually in a pretty dark place last year because I lost a friend to a car accident. Mm-hmm. And um, it just kind of put me in that dark place. And because I was still playing with the band, I was still in that mode of just writing, like, full band songs. And so I wrote the lyrics out first and... Um, and then decided, you know what, it is a haunting song, it is a darker song. So I slowed it down and just did like a raw piano um, cover, uh, one take of it, and I put it online actually on my YouTube page. And um, I got actually a lot of feedback saying like, you know, this is my favorite song, um, and it is like a haunting song, but it kind of like sticks in your head. And so when I decided to do it with the band, I, I wanted to kind of bring that, so I brought like the upright bass and... Um, a lot of just like the swells to 
kind of create that ambiance. But, um, yeah, it kind of came from, like, a dark point in my life. But, it, you know, it worked out because I got to express it through a song. You know, uh, as I listen to that, um, and who, who am I to say, but, but it doesn't strike me as dark. It strikes <laughs> me as... as um, floating as as mysterious but uh i don't feel dark when i listen to that i feel i feel mysterious but that's just me you know and i know nothing about that's music good, so. though. <laughs> <laughs> right. oh. well i Let's don't want see. anyone to listen to and get depressed or anything like that but <laughs> oh no no nothing like that um Ray, we have a, 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 a first of all let me remind our listeners you're listening to music friday with patrick o'heffernan on the blog talk radio network the cyber station usa network and our radio affiliates we're brought to you by solar city you can call in 347-215-7511 or you can email us and we got lots of emails here you can email us at music live music friday live at gmail.com we're talking to hannah kim and ray gunn in chicago wants me to tell you to tell us about the production it's very professional and it really leads with your voice who does your producing for you well this record i actually took a huge leap and decided to self-produce it um so it was so scary like when i got in the studio it was like first time like um, not first time in the studio but first time taking the reins of my own project and um so it was really scary, but I got my band together. I got a bunch of different uh, musicians, and um, the studio I was at, which was Entourage Studios in North Hollywood, they provided me, you know, just a wonderful engineer. Um, so we spent, you know, a couple of days just doing the live tracking um, with the with the band and me and the engineer. And then um, I went into a smaller studio and worked with Yonatan Elkaim, and he's actually... Um, plays bass for me a lot in my shows, and he really helped me through the end part, you know, kind of, he did all the mixing, um, and he helped engineer in all the flaws, recording vocals, so I had a really great team, so it, it, I'm glad it well, came well, out. It, it came out very well, and unfortunately, uh, what else is coming out is the uh, end of our show, so I'm, <laughs> I'm going to have to say thank you very much for joining us, Hannah. No, thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. That's Hannah Kim, and Hannah's new album, Exodo, will be available September 13th. And uh, go to her website and find out about where you can you can go to to uh, the parties and where you can download copies of her songs. And you've been listening to Music Friday with Patrick O'Heffernan from Cyber Station USA, Blog Talk Radio, and our radio affiliate. Like our Facebook page and follow our Twitter feeds and get real-time updates on our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. The program is, is produced by Fairness Radio Productions at the Cyber Station USA studios in Quincy, Massachusetts, and the Fairness Radio studios in Los Angeles, California. You can download this and other Fairness Radio programs at cyberstationusa.com or at blogtalkradio.com slash musicfriday. Tune in next week for the, for the bands that you want to talk to, and right now you should Stay tuned for Mike Siegel on Cyber Station USA, and we're going to go out a little bit of Mexico.